podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who actually I just met through the quarantine um, about how crazy it is that our heart just knows to beat and our lungs just know to breathe. You know, I mean, so many things about our bodies are completely automatic. We don't have to tell our brain to tell our lungs to breathe. It just does. We don't even know how it happens really other than that, you know, there's a pre-wired natural mechanism uh, controlled by our brain's electrical impulses. The brain. Any brain scientist or doctor will tell you how much we spend to learn about it, yet how little we know about it and how most things that we talk about when it comes to the brain are theories funny the way it is but that got me thinking about the parallel between the lack of knowing yet 100% trust really because we are choiceless in the matter um, and our instincts how it works why we should also trust that your intuition arises as a feeling within your body that only you experience because the feeling is so personal. No one else can weigh in to tell you that, you know, if you are in touch with your gut instinct or not. You alone have to make that call. And because of this, trusting your intuition is the ultimate act of trusting yourself. But our gut instincts the brilliant distillation of our wisdom and experience or just an expression of our brain's laziness and bias. Do they lead us to oversimplifying and stereotyping? Or do they help us avoid danger before we can even fully process the threat? The problem with gut instincts is that our brain uh, has like this this fast thinking system one mechanism, which just means that it relies on patterns that often turn out to be wildly wrong. We try to get a handle on how common something is by how many examples of that thing we have to remember. You know, we have to remember. We can remember. We have it in our brain, you know, like stored to remember. The problem with it is that it leads us to wildly overestimate the frequency of highly memorable but actually extremely rare occurrences, like airplane crashes, right? So our intuition is oftentimes riddled with these errors, which I personally just call traumas, right? On the other hand, we all know intuition isn't totally useless. If you get the feeling that, for example, your spouse is upset with you, then maybe you can just head straight off to the floor shop and buy some flowers. Or you can consider the case of a veteran firefighter saving the lives of his men with a gut instinct that a particular blaze was about to turn deadly. And that really happened. And stories like that are just way too common to ignore. 
So how can we know whether to trust our gut or not? Well, scientists and scholars have published certain materials on the subject. And as I said before, we can trust our gut. Um, you know, if we can ask these three questions, according to these scientists, and if you can answer yes to every single one of these three questions. So one of the questions is, is there actually some regularity in this area that you can pick up and learn? So intuition develops from experience. So for your gut to spot trends and patterns, reliable trends and patterns must actually exist. What areas of life have sufficient regularity for our brains to develop accurate intuitions? Chess players certainly have it. Married people certainly have it. However, the stock market, for example, is simply just too noisy and irregular for anyone to understand or, you know, for a gut instinct to exist. Um, and have you had a lot of practice in this area? That's another question you have to ask. And again, successful intuitions are born out of long observation of environments with some level of pattern and, and regularity. So a good gut instinct, therefore, requires a lot of practice. And we're not talking just a few weeks. We're talking years and years of experience, like the fire chief, you know, who saved his whole, you know, uh, group of, of guys. Like he, he had a lot of experience under his belt. Those are generally needed. And the third question is, do you receive immediate feedback in this area? Because practice doesn't just, um, you know, it isn't just about doing something over and over again. You can, you know, saw away badly at the violin for years and never come any closer to being able to play Beethoven. But uh, for practice to work, you also need feedback and not just any kind of feedback. Psychology shows that the kind of work, uh, the kind of feedback that, that works best is immediate and concrete. If you want to train your intuition, you have to know almost immediately whether you got it right or you got it wrong because memories fail you, you know, it, they just do. Well, I am definitely a woman of science and I value it tremendously, but my gut instinct tells me that these studies used the brain, which we all know very little about. And therefore, I think it's all bullshit. <laughs> there was a great joke about a girl who uh, was super religious and reading the Bible on a plane when an atheist sat next to her and the man smirked and rolled his eyes at her apparent religious personality and decided to ask her whether she would like to, you know, start a conversation and just talk during the plane ride. Because, you know, after all, times, time goes by faster if you are talking. And she said, sure, and asked him what he wanted to talk about. And he smirked and he answered, how about how there's no God? And then she smiled and said, sure, but you need to answer this question first. A horse, a cow, and a deer all eat the same stuff, grass. Yet a deer excretes little pellets, while a cow turns out a flat patty and a horse produces clumps of dried grass. Why do you suppose that is? And the guy thought about it and said, um, I have no idea. To which the girl replied, well, how can you feel ready to discuss that there's no God when you don't know shit? <laughs> Yeah, it's a silly joke, you know, but it is one that makes sense in this contest. Because whether you believe in God or not, truth remains that we just don't know a lot of things. And we don't know a lot more than we do know. And one thing that we do know is that gut instincts are real. So we need to trust them more. 
today is the 39th day of quarantine for me. And for some of you listening, you may have been, you know, quarantining longer than that, and some have been quarantining not that long. And either way, we have all been dealing with this for a long time. And if there's one thing that is true in that, is that for better or worse, experiences are always better shared. So at the very least, we're all in this together, as we keep saying repeatedly on TV and beyond. But I know that it has not been easy. And for some, it may be because of isolation, because being home alone can be very hard. And it's it's like solitary confinement. You may even be questioning whether you're even alive anymore or if it's all just a dream because without someone else there to confirm your life is real, you just may not have any evidence that it is. You may be stuck at home with too many people or in the company of someone that you don't particularly love being around and the lack of privacy and alone time can be overwhelmingly disturbing also. And you may be afraid that you or someone you love will get the virus and maybe you or someone you love is an essential worker. Maybe the lack of uh, personal protective equipment or PPEs as they're being called for uh, time's sake is making you very apprehensive. And there's also this economic impact because millions of us are unemployed and struggling financially. And these are definitely hard times. But one thing that makes it better is the fact that we are in this together all of us. So one thing that I definitely want to talk about is the important fact of finding social inclusion and connection within the confinements of social distance. Whether that means calling existing family and friends or loved ones or going out there and, you know, in the social media world and making new friends, we all need to connect with people. We desperately need to connect with people and we should connect with people. But we should also listen to our gut. We should also take this moment to fine-tune our intuition. We could start by meditating more. We could start by letting ourselves feel a, you know, feel a little bit more. Feel our feelings. And paying attention to what each moment of, in our isolation feels like and why. And then applying our intuition to what we have observed. Because perhaps if you're unemployed, this is a time to re-examine what you truly want your career to be. If you are single or not, perhaps this is the time to examine who you'd want to spend most of your time with. And if that person is already next to you, then this is a time to be grateful. And if not, this is a time to re-examine your future. And it's also about that trust in yourself thing, you know, because that's very important. That trust should also tell you that you are perfect just the way you are. That whatever your life path has been, no matter how treacherous it has been, it is, it's meant to lead you to your destiny. It is there to guide you into your best self and to prepare your soul for nirvana. And as I said before, and I will say it again, there is nothing wrong with you. You may have not showered in days. You may not know what day it is. You may be overworked and overtired and extremely bored. And you may be questioning if your kids' lives will be ruined by the lack of socialization. And you may be worried about your finances. You may cry and you may be switching nights and days and you may be staying up until 6 a.m. And it's okay. You are normal. These are abnormal times. So it is normal to worry and to question, but remember, 
that this is all outside of your control and we should focus only on what we can control. We should not let thoughts of things that are outside of our control take away today's peace. We have to make the best out of each moment. We can do that by trying to stay connected with others or at the very least connect with ourselves. When you start to go down a spiral, go read, go meditate, go work out, call someone, FaceTime them, watch a live stream. Like I recommend one, actually. I have been watching Michael Lessie, musician, who is incredible. Okay, he's on every night at 8 p.m. on Facebook and Instagram. Actually, Sunday nights, he's only on Instagram. And Wednesday nights, he's only on Facebook. He does, he does these couch sessions, which are awesome. But he's actually part of a band called Dizzy After Midnight, which right now cannot perform because of the bars and restaurants and venues in general just being closed. But he's putting out great singing and guitar playing for us every single night. And there are so many other musicians that are also doing that. So if he's not for you, then go maybe find the one that does move you. But let's continue to support artists who are currently struggling to make ends meet. You know, they usually have a PayPal, a Venmo tip jar, and even like $5 or less, whatever it is, every now and again helps. You don't have to do it every night. Just do it as you can and as you feel called, you know, trust your intuition. One of the best things about this quarantine is how close it has actually brought us. Because since we're all at home, it's hard to come up with excuses as to why we can't be available for each other. And that means keeping up with old friends and making new ones. Treasure that. And be kind to one another. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me, and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.